And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, doesn't it feel like from time to time that the universe is against us? Yeah. Here's a big clue for you. The universe is not against us. Satan is against us. Demons are against us. Sin is against us. The worldly are against us. Our flesh is against us. Boy, there's a lot against us. But it's not the universe. It's not God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit. They're not against us. The angels and our brothers and sisters are not against us. That's a lot of people for us. We got a lot against us and a lot of for us. But if God is for us, then who cares? That's all that matters. Next, okie doke, don't despise the comparisons. That's my way of saying don't get mad when I use this comparison. An amber alert is to help locate a missing child. A silver alert is to help finding a senior citizen. A tornado alert is to keep us aware of dangerous weather. A identity or an identity alert is to help us be mindful if somebody is trying to steal our identity or our finances. And an adversary alert is a reminder that you and I are on the enemy's radar and we cannot afford to turn off our radar detector. Oh, good. And finally, a roaring lion roars. Why? Because the lion is fast? No. Because the lion is agile? No. Because the lion likes to sleep tonight? Wrong show. Because the lion has such a pretty voice and he wants to serenade his food before eating it? Not exactly. The roar is to instill fear. Get it? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oeve, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's not Captain Crunch at he must increase.org. It's David at he must increase.org. It'd be King David, but there's no king. So then just David at he must increase.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. 
Eight, four, eight, three. I have no idea why I did that. I just did it. And then also you can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, I want to tell you what happens. You get a chance to talk to Captain Chris, okay? When you get a chance to talk to Captain Chris, I want to tell you what that's like. That's like eating the best steak filet mignon you've ever had in your life. And then you will be... I want steak now. (laughs) Is that terrible? You just think it's like, no, I'm just thinking... Steak. That sounds good. Well, just call me. It'll be like getting steak. Okay. Hey, that's a great, that's excellent point. Okay. If I call you and I do, it's like getting an A in a class. Will I get the A if I, okay. Uh, a couple things for you guys to keep in mind. Uh, we are, uh, it's not a Kvetch Fest, but it is an opportunity to share and ask questions. We do that. Uh, sometimes people like the answers. Sometimes they don't. You know what? Sometimes I like the questions. Sometimes they don't. It's just how it goes. And so what we are is trying to be as real as we can be. We want to encourage one another as we see the day approaching. We want to bless one another. If you have a praise report or a prayer request, we definitely want you to share that. Annika did such a nice job the other day sharing, uh, being uh, moved you know, to deeper thought by the trivia question. I loved how she shared that. All right, so before we give you the trivia question, somebody is calling, and we want to give them a chance. So hang on to your hats, because we never know what's going to happen. And here we go. Go ahead. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Annika. Hey, hey, I was just talking about you. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) That's awesome. Awesome. What's happening? Well, I was going to comment on, you know, what you were talking about just a few minutes ago about the assumption that you had made. Um, You're not the only person to eat humble pie. Um, Yesterday, Neil and I were in our home in the morning, and we heard this huge boom. So we went out to the back alley, and we looked, and we could see that there was this pickup truck with this real long trailer loaded with all these uh, trees on it to be planted in a backyard right by a telephone pole. And so, you know, we're thinking to ourselves, oh, man, they did it, they did it. And the crew was kind of sheepish, and, and they were like, no, we don't know what happened. We never heard anything. And I'm thinking, how could you not have heard anything? Probably blew their eardrums out being right there. So anyway, finally the electrical power crew comes out, and we're talking about, yeah, we got photos of the license plates of the trucks and everything. And the guy on the electrical truck kind of points down to that's what did it. And at the foot of the telephone pole was a juvenile squirrel just out, just gone. And apparently there's just a way that they just touch just the right combination of things and that they it's not uncommon. They take out the power. And so, you know, we never accused those people to their face, and, and the neighbors didn't. But, you know, it was kind of like we just so assumed that they were lying because how often do people lie to you, you know? And 
so it was kind of like, oh, please forgive us. But by that time, the crew was already gone by the time the electrical company. So just saying, you know, what you were saying about encouraging us to slow down and, if anything, just go halfway on what could have been wrong and, you know, not jump to the worst conclusion. So, yeah, we had to eat humble pie yesterday, too. Excellent. It's a great story, and it's a great illustration. i got to share this with you. You can stay on it or you can get off. This story I'm going to share just goes right along with this uh, about a time I was preaching. You want to hang on or do you want to jump I'll listen off here. Okay, you got it. All right. Thanks. So what a great job. So Annika's just killing it. Right? Doing a great job. And we'll do the trivia there. This story is t- way too funny. And I've told it before, but it's true. And it's one of those things where you do it and it just makes the impression. And what's really funny is we told a joke very close to it the other day. But this has really happened. So I'm in the church. I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona, 15, 15 North Agassiz Street, for those that want to look up Flagstaff, Arizona. And uh, we, it used to be a bar and we converted it into a church. Okay, so we were, you know, that's how I thought. So anyway, so we're, I'm preaching, and it's uh, it's uh, morning time, and it's a pretty good crowd, and I'm preaching, and I'm preaching, and I'm preaching, and I've mentioned this before, this lady just keeps shaking her head, no, I'm saying Jesus is Lord, she's, it's like, every once in a while, she's just turning head to head, no, no, and I'm just like, bam, 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 and so then anytime somebody does that, a natural uh, proclivity of people who assume is to preach louder, <laughs> And harder and more ferociously. Right? You're not going to. If I'm preaching and we're talking the gospel, I mean, this is just exactly what Anakin Neal went through. It's like you just, oh, no, this, no, 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 not going to happen. We know this happened, okay? And so uh, so we're, we're just like, you know, I'm just really pouring it on. And at the entire service, she just kept shaking her head back and forth. The whole, the whole time. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to meet this person. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to get into a theological discussion with this person. So the service is over. We do the prayer. We do the altar call. I come down. I meet Victor. It, that's the person who was with him, was uh, his aunt. I say, hi, Victor. How you doing? He goes, Dave, I want you to meet my aunt. And I'm like, hi. He, he goes, she speaks no English. What? <laughs> what? She speaks no English? Well, how could she sit there being disagreeing with me on all of my major uh, theological po- Oh, she wasn't. Oh, I'm an idiot. Can I get an award for this somewhere? Is there a trophy for oops? I love that <laughs> because it's, it, we do it and we don't and we, it's true. And you know what's amazing is that if you go through 1 Corinthians 13 and insert your name between verses 4 and 7, you're going to go, oops. <laughs> Love believes all things. Not in the negative. Oh, yeah. Excellent job, Annika. I really appreciate that. This is what we got to do a better job on. Why? Because Jesus expects that of us. I mean, we should do better than that, right? All right, we'll take a break and come back. And then we'll do trivias and everything. Don't worry. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. It only takes a minute. We're just joining our faith really together, believing that God's graciousness is here for this. Father, we come before you and we ask you in the name of Jesus, with help from the Holy Spirit, that you would touch in our audience those people who are physically hurting. There are some where their pain is really intense on a regular basis. It's just very, very draining. And we ask that you would give them strength and you would renew them and you would empower them. But most of all, that you would heal them and you would touch their physical bodies. And even if it can only be for a short period by your determination, we ask that that would come for them and they would get that relief. And for those that are just drawing closer to you, that there would be some great sense of comfort, some great sense of wisdom and trust. But heal those who are hurting from the smallest item to the deepest and most serious element. Nothing escapes your notice. So minister to those people by your grace and by your mercy, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready to do our first uh, trivia question of this third of this half hour. (laughs) Don't ask, folks. We don't even know what that means. Uh, In uh, the vision that Stephen had after he was shared his testimony in the book of Acts, in his vision... Uh, who did Stephen see in his vision at the end, just before he passed away, uh, or was stoned to death? Who did Stephen see in his vision? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email david at hemustincrease.org. So I do want to make a quick comment on this stuff. It's really... I just love this. So it's the natural flow of practical Christianity. So I, I shared that story, and then Annika called in, and then I shared another story. And people are like, well, do you think when you're like calling yourself an idiot in that way that you just did, are you is that like just degrading and so on and so forth? And somebody's calling in. And so what we, we need to be aware of is I look at that, and I, I know people – 
you can really speak yourself down. And I do believe people do that. And I think that's a really bad thing to do. It's a bad thing to do to speak yourself down. But when we were just sharing that story and I realized what I did and I said, can I get an idiot word? I, I'm not speaking bad about myself as much as good about the grace of God that keeps me because of how I am. In other words, I look at it and I know this sounds bizarre, but I relish in that God is merciful because he knows how much help I need. <laughs> so even though I'm dense like that, he loves me dense. In other words, <laughs> let me rephrase it. I'm a mess, but I'm God's mess. And sometimes when I even cover those stories and share them with you, it reminds me of how much he loves me because he loves me in spite of <laughs> those moments where I just, uh, you know, not doing the best that uh, maybe I should be doing. But it doesn't uh, hurt me that way. I'm not trying to just cut myself down. So I don't want you to think that. People do that, and that's a really bad thing to do. And Jeremiah 1, say not, I am a child. You can't just keep saying bad things about yourself over and over again. That's just a dumb idea. God doesn't like you doing that. You shouldn't do that. And I should never, I shouldn't do that either. But there's moments when you do say it, you go, yeah, I'm so happy I'm saved. <laughs> Without being saved, it would be such a mess. All right, somebody has called in for the answer to the trivia question, correct? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Fred. Thank God for your ministry. You're having a wonderful time today. I know I am listening to you. Oh, I'm so blessed, my brother. All right. Now, I know you're going to get this one. I feel pretty strong for you. <laughs> All right. Now, Stephen, he's, he just gave an unbelievable testimony. And when we teach about it, we're going to do it in the next couple weeks, actually, on Thursday and then the following Thursday. You know, he goes back to Moses. He goes back to Abraham. does a fabulous job. But at the end... Oh, man, they take it out on him. What vision does he have before he dies? Who did probably he see? The, I, I would say probably one of the most awesome uh, scriptures that you'll find anywhere in the Bible, where Jesus Christ actually stood up at the right hand of God the Father. What an awesome scripture. Jesus stood up. That is Stephen spoke those words. Exactly correct. Now listen to this. He saw Jesus standing by the Father. Here's something that people miss. Watch this, right? This is you want a great practical teaching out of this. The Bible says that he was full of the Holy Spirit. And yes, he saw yes. Jesus at the right hand of the Father standing. The idea behind that is if people want to know whether or not they're full of the Holy Spirit, of all the other things you can come up with, if you see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father in the midst of your worst trial, you've got the Holy Spirit rolling around all over you. Amen. God bless you. Yes. Yes. What an awesome Christian. God bless you. Keep on doing what you're doing, my brother. I love you. I appreciate it, bro. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I love stuff like that. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I still have my joke. I mean, you didn't think you were getting out of the joke thing, did you? Well, you're not, so it doesn't matter. It's a short one. It's cute. So you, although you might buzz it, you might be in that mood. I don't know. <laughs> a boy with a monkey on his shoulder was walking down the road when he passed a policeman who said, Now, now, young man, I think you had better take that monkey to the zoo. The next day, the boy was walking down the road with the monkey on his shoulder again. When he passed the same policeman, the policeman said, Hey there, hey there, now, I told you, you should take that monkey to the zoo. The boy answered, I did, and today I'm taking him to the movies. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> I'm taking him to the movies. I'm taking him to the movies. 
I do not find that funny. All right. I want to talk about this thing about the universe against us thingy. Because I've gone through that and you go through that. We go through that where uh, one thing after another. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm the only person who's gone through this. One thing after another, perhaps seemingly unrelated, and they are in different areas of life. Uh, somehow all collide within a very short time. And in that short time, we start to think everything's against me. <laughs> it's a statement. Now, I know that most of us are kind of kidding, but then there's this unspokenness that we're like going, what's going on? What's taking place? What, you know, what, what's all this stuff that, that's so, so difficult? And what we are slow to do, it's funny because we are quick to assume here's what we're slow to do first peter chapter 5 verse 8 be alert and of sober mind the enemy your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour so people have said to me before theologically yes but that doesn't apply to christians yes it does it was written to christians I mean, that's just ridiculous. Why would Peter write that if it didn't have application? It makes no sense. And so the enemy is looking for opportunities like a roaring lion. The big part about that, most people know, uh, people say, well, this is the biggest animal. This is and the lion's the king of the jungle, not because the movies say so. Uh, I think they're the king of the jungle because their roar is like the most outstanding roar, and it paralyzes their prey with fear. And so why? Because they're super fast? No, they're not super fast. That's, I think that's the whole reason that they want to paralyze the prey. Uh, it's not that they have a nice voice. It's not any of that, right? Even if you've watched a Disney movie or something. I don't care. Here's what it is. It's that the noise instills the fear, and the fear brings about a paralyzation. That's what the enemy is doing. So the more things you think, well, you can tell me the enemy's involved when technology goes bad, relationship goes bad, uh, 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 checking book goes bad, this goes bad, this goes bad. You know when it's an overabundance of things happening at one time. I would venture to say while we would initially think the universe is against us, we should be smarter than that like Jesus taught and be alert that there's somebody that hates us. And it's difficult for Christians to grasp this concept because we all believe there's a devil, but we never believe he's really actually fighting against us. I mean, it's like, yeah, he's there and he's in charge of hell and demons do come out and I see him on television all the time and the face of people and so on and so forth. But we never really think, but he's actually, you know, attacking me. And you know the reason we think that? Because we're not Bible believers. Oh, that's mean. What do you mean, Dave? Well, in Revelation chapter 12, it says that he makes war with everybody that keeps uh, the testimony of Jesus and holds to the word of God. So are you one of those people? Because then he's making war with you. It's just like, that's what it says. You want to unwrite it? And so it's like, here's the bottom line. Satan does attack people. People say, well, he's not omniscient. Nope, he's not. He's not all-powerful, all-knowing. He's not all-present. He's not all any of those things. But he is a pain in the tush. <laughs> For Christians, his goal is to do whatever he can. In other words, he's, he's, he's lost. This is not, it's not whether he loses or not, but what he has become or what he has been morphed into or what God makes him do, that part I don't get. He is going to do whatever he can to disrupt. That's what he does. 
I mean, you just got to read Revelation 12. It's like he, he it says the dragons and rage of the woman went off to make war with the rest of our offspring, those who keep God's commandments and hold fast testimony of Jesus. Do you hold the God's commandments and hold the testimony of Jesus? Then that's you. And it's like, yes, but, but Jesus loves me. This I know. Right. And this is the enemy of Jesus. Right? And you think, what do you mean he's the enemy? The enemy tried to have him killed when he was a baby. Remember? And then he tried to persuade him when he was older, and that didn't work out. So finally he figured out he could 86 him by killing him, but he was wrong because that's exactly the opposite of what he should have done. And so if you think about that process, you have to consider, you have to consider that the enemy is against you. Is he more powerful than God? No. Is he more powerful than the Holy Spirit? No. Is he more powerful than Jesus? No. Is he more powerful than the Word of God? No. Is he a pain in the tush? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know? It's like a flat tire. Ah! <laughs> it's like that's what it is. But he's against us. You got to be aware of that. Somebody got a question that they want to ask or just comment? Okay. All right. Let's fire off and go that direction. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Stephen. How are you? I'm doing good, Stephen. How are you doing? Wonderful. Have you ever thought about... Uh, the idea of an army going into any place, they are going to basically battle against the soldiers. They're not worried about the civilians. We as Christians are the soldiers against Satan. That's why we get the attention. Excellent, excellent connection, because the people that aren't the problem don't get the attention. It's like they're not the that ones that. Doesn't mean they don't get hurt occasionally. Correct, correct. The There's collateral damage. Is no on question. Those who are fighting the battle. Excellent, excellent, excellent point. Because we are the soldiers. That specifically gears that direction and that attack for us. And people need to stop thinking, "Oh, Satan's just really busy running hell." Well, okay, but the purpose of running hell is to make it as miserable as he can for us and collect as many as he can on the other side. I mean, he's not doing it for nothing. So it's just like I'm just saying, excellent, excellent point that he's going after the soldiers, and that's us as believers. Have a blessed day. All right, you too. What a great job. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna MC the show. <laughs> what? I can do that. Okay. You ready? Okay. Uh you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll come back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes. Listen to this. And she even writes it uh, beautifully, beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm, fo- I'm fostering Mama Cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the Mama Cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. 
My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes get, you're in the position and the, le- the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that. Great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray. You can approach the Lord. And the Lord, you know what? He might say no. I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say no. It's like that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him you become. And more of your genuine, real faith has to emerge. See, if you just asked and God did it every time you just asked one time, it'd be like God would be like a genie. Well, God's not a genie. He's your heavenly father, needs to be pursued, wants to have a wonderful relationship with you. And so the more you pursue, the more he gets to spend time with you, which is what he wants in the first place, what he wanted with Adam and Eve. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Great job by Annika. Great job by Steve. That's a great analogy. I love it because Satan comes after us because we're soldiers. Don't you think if, if Satan doesn't ever bother you, that should bother you? That should be more of a concern, perhaps, than most other things. It's like, what do you mean he never, ever, 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 ever bothers you? That's not good. (laughs) Right? I'm just saying. All right, we got our next trivia question. Let's see how people do on this one. According to God's promise to Abraham, his descendants would be ill-treated in a strange country for how many years? According to God's promise to Abraham, his descendants would be ill-treated in a strange country for how many years? That's Joy Ann and Cordelia striking first. Good job, ladies. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-00. I'm sorry, 0770. I just saw Eric's text from before and uh, where I asked, you know, what did Stephen see? And, uh, and so it's, you know, Jesus standing at the right hand. But he wrote... <laughs> Jesus in the sky. And I just don't know if he meant that as in, like, you know, Lucy in the sky kind of things, which I think he did. But if not, Eric, it just came off that way. And if you did, you're much wittier than people know. Uh, okay. Uh, trivia question, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. 214-210-8483. That's the number to text. 
And then the email, David, at he must increase.org. The question, according to God's promise to Abraham, his descendants would be ill-treated in a strange country for how many years? While you're thinking about that, we're also going to send you to the website. There's a couple of reasons to send you to the websites. Definitively, not the least, is that we need money. That's definitively. Let me say that in a nice way. Definitively, not the least. So we are looking at spending a little money. Not a lot, but for us, we spend anything. It, it bugs me. Uh, and uh, But we want to try and get this Apple app scenario taken care of. So just you got to hang in there uh, with us. And some people need that, and that would really be helpful for some people. Plus, we have the brochures we got to print. So there's stuff that we are trying to do. Please, uh, if the Lord puts it on your heart, don't feel bad if He doesn't. I don't. That's a, but if He does, respond to it and and, and be uh, the steward He's calling you to be in that. Uh, if you can give, great. If not, pray for us. Under that, I can ask you. Uh, if not sixty dollars, then sixty seconds. I love that line. That's such a good line. Uh, please check out he must increase dot org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org <laughs> This is too short! Okay, I'm not going to comment. Uh, trivia question again, and then we'll go into the history. According to God's promise to Abraham, his descendants will be ill-treated in a strange country for how many years? You know, I like shows like this because I'll have something set up, and I know where we got to go and what we got to do, but then it just kind of goes all over. <laughs> I happen to like that. I happen to like when the Lord goes, how about this way? How about this way? Like, okay, okay, let's go this way. Uh, one thing I'm having a hard time doing is finding my uh, history sheet, so I better be able to find it before I do the history when we do do history. I don't know where it went. In the meantime, we will answer the trivia question. How about that? Let's, let's do that. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. You know, I'm doing really good today. I just... I got the. I'm not working on anything school related today. Period. Whatsoever. So I'm gonna go home and eat 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 like uh, uh, ice cream. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I, I mean, I am just not. I am just not gonna do anything that taxes my brain outside of drive home. Although that is taxing. No. Okay. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Why are you telling me this, Dave? Stop talking. Uh, okay, according to God's promise to Abram, his descendants would be ill-treated in a strange country for how many years? This is just a guess, but is it 40? Okay, I want you to times that by 10. Oh, 400. Yes, that's it, 400! That's the children of Israel being in Egypt in bondage for 400, technically 430 years, but the promise or the, the, the prophecy was 400. So it was 400 years. Now, they were in the wilderness for the 40, which people— Right, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> right, and they don't, actually they don't make that connection because 400 years in Egypt, then 40 years in the wilderness. So it's like a 10% of what they went in Egypt so that they can get prepared for the promised land. I always thought that was kind of fascinating, but good stuff. So good, yeah, good no job. Doubt. You were on— you were on track. You knew where it was going. So good job on your part. All right. Well, thank you, and y'all have a good day. All right. Thanks, and God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And Al pointed out this. 
40 is in fact, so, so, so this is for Deborah, 40 is in fact a part of 400. Can't take that away from her. See? <laughs> Al knows just how to do it. 40 is in fact a part of 400. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> I found the history sheet, so let's do history. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All righty then. Today is National Pineapple Upside Down Cake Day. Yum. Yum. I love that, right? I don't understand why it's upside down. What what am I missing there though? What's what's the deal? What 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 does that mean? Well, when you cook it, the pineapple's on the bottom of the pan, and then you flip it over when it's done. So why isn't it called somersault pineapple? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> also, I was just asking. <laughs> Chris is like, going, is this show over? <laughs> I have stuff to do, Dave. National Cheddar Fries Day. All yeah. day long. I love that. That's great. In fact, what Noelle, she likes the the rally fries that are in the bag in the freezer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, volunteer recognition day is today for those. Remember your church volunteers. You know, I pray for the, the various churches and, and I pray for the volunteer. Actually, I pray for the volunteers and the, and the hospitality people like in the same swoop, because these are people that have great spirits willing to serve. I love that. I mean, I wish I had that all the time. I'm lucky and it pops up every once in a while, but I mean, I just love that, that, you know, people that are in like hospitality and volunteer, they're so nice. They're not jaded. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, today is look-alike day. All my kids, they they look, you know, everyone, they look like me when they were young. Now they all look decent. That's all I got. Uh, 1862, the first pasteurization test completed by Louis Pasteur and Claude Bernard took place today. 1912, Fenway Park and Tiger Stadium both opened up for the first time. I wouldn't go to Tiger Stadium and be paid anything in a million dollars. Uh, 1926, sound is added to the first film forever, forever, ever before. 1926, 94, 96, 96 years ago, they added sound to a film. Doesn't that just make you think, really? Wow. And then <clears throat> I'm only bringing this up for no other reason other than the song. Uh, 1959, Dolly Parton's first single was called Puppy Love. She wrote, and they call it Puppy Love. She wrote that when she was 11. That's impressive. I mean, come on. All right. All right. Got that. We got that done. We got that done. Okay. Get back to this. I want to go back to something that I think you guys, uh, I maybe skipped over a little fast, but we only got like three minutes, so I'll be able to finish it up. In that First Peter 5.8 text, it says, be alert, be alert and of sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So when it says looking for someone to devour, I want you to think of, you know, Christians who are fault finders looking for faults. Worldly people that are looking at Christians to find faults, to, to, to specifically identify faults, and to recognize that both of those spirits and any other spirit like that is demonic in its origin. Looking. Looking for the mistakes. 
if God looked for our mistakes somewhere between conception and the first thought we have, we'd all be in so much trouble, it's not even funny. In fact, in James, it takes the time where it says that for those that lack wisdom, uh, uh, those that need wisdom should ask of God, who gives to all men generously and without finding fault. Which means that God, when you ask God for wisdom, he's going to give it to you, and he's not going to pick you apart to smithereens with all your, your mistakes and all the mistakes I've made. He could easily do that, and every one of God's pick-it-aparts would be exactly right. But he doesn't do that. So you know what we've got to be careful of? And that kind of ties into the assuming, is picking, like looking for the fault, looking for the wrong, looking for the mistake, looking for how they did it wrong. And this is what the devil does to people. And when people do it, it's an extension of what the enemy does, looking to pick it apart. I can look at my kid's life and I can tell you we had a, like a really wonderful talk today, me and, and Josh, but I could sit there and pick apart different things. But that would make me much more satanic, demonic than divine. But if he comes to me for wisdom and I look past all that and I'm just offering him to help him do a better job, then I'm being more more like the Lord if I'm, if I'm encouraging him and giving him the right words and right instruction and not finding faults in him. So if I'm looking for faults, I'm on the wrong end of things. If I'm not looking for faults and willing to help, I'm on the right end of things. One of those sides is God's side. One of those sides is the enemy's side. Choose wisely. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, David, this is Al. Hi, brother. I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. I just wanted to call, so I wanted to try to get this answer in. All right, that and that's a that's a good one. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that with Matt or not, but boy, I like that guy. He's got a you know he's committed to the doctrine. I love people that are committed. Uh. I don't know. Will, will you put his website on Facebook or? On uh, I can put it. I'll put it on our website. Give them a link, and okay. uh, I'll make sure I got to get permission because I don't want to do anything where they're not. You know, I, I'm real. I try to be really careful, but but I don't think they'll have any sure. problem with that. So and we won't take anything. It's just it's good for apologetics, and we're going to use some of it. All right, here you go. Here okay. you go. Here's your first one. Who had a late night visit from an angel who assured him that he would be safe aboard a storm tossed. Ship. I'm, I don't think this is right, but I'm going to go with Peter. So close. What's the other name that's really close to that? Paul? <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. There he is. <laughs> All right. That's in Acts chapter 27, verse 23 and 24. Before they had the shipwreck at the end there at 28, he said, to relax, everybody's going to be fine. Nobody's going to die on the ship. You're all going to end up at this island, you know. And so he was telling everybody to calm down. That's the person who had the late night uh, visit. Now, Peter did have a visit from an angel in prison in Acts 12. So you could make an argument that that was part of the answer too. But that's why we went to the safe aboard a storm-tossed ship. That's, mm-hmm. that's where we get yeah. the definition. So 
Good shot, though. Very good. Very good, my brother. You know how much I appreciate it. Good job. Yeah, and I'll never forget that answer. Always, <laughs> never, you will Paul never now. forget that. Paul. Here's Paul. Here's Paul. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excellent job, my brother. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Y'all have a great day. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple. And there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook. Type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video. But you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. But it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to do our final trivia question. I know. Uh, In the Old Testament, when Joseph was questioned concerning Pharaoh's dreams, he said only one could interpret them. Who was that? In the Old Testament, when Joseph was questioned concerning Pharaoh's dreams, he said only one can interpret them. Who was that? If you think you know the answer, you can. Let's see. I got the number here. Uh, call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email, david at he must increase.org. Okay? Okay. Dreams are important. They, uh, they're they important. I'm just going to say that, too. So leave it there. Because if I say anything else, then I'll give it away. And then I'll be like, I did it again. And I just got to do better job of that. All right, so uh, a couple things to pray for me, and I'd really appreciate it. So we're going to be f- wrapping up this class. I need prayer because I got the last class, which I'm not really that uh, – I'm not concerned about it, uh, but the defense is a lot bigger than <laughs> – you know, you get to this whole thing, and after this much time and this many classes, you're thinking, doesn't matter what it is, I got to do it, right? Because uh, if I had seen this before, I might have been a little more hesitant. So uh, anyway, just keep me in prayer that I don't like, you know – <laughs> lose my mind in the process, uh, which I would prefer not to do. I've already lost much of it, so I'd like to retain some of it, at least for the defense. And then uh, keep everybody in the audience in prayer. I know it's hard to think of that, and, and uh, especially when you're doing devotions and stuff, because there's many things going on in your life. And there's nothing wrong that there's many things going on with your life in the sense that you bring that to the Lord in prayer. But you'll find... I have found, and I think you'll find this to be true, an increase in faith when you're praying for others, and that will ultimately help you in your own prayers for yourself lift up your faith just a tad. And there's, that's a good thing. I believe that's actually how God designed it. We'll get into that uh, teaching sometime. But it's always it's true. When you pray for other people, you think God can do it for them. 
And you want that to have that same residue carry over for you believing that God can do it for you too. Uh, somebody ready to answer? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Rocky, David. Hi, how are you? I am outstanding. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm having a, a great day, good show, and uh, I'm just hoping that on the drive home, everybody decides they want to move left or right, and I can drive right down the middle. <laughs> well, I'll say a prayer for you about your drive home. I appreciate You never have enough prayers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. All right, here you go. Ready for the question? Yeah, give me a shot. All right. In the Old Testament, when Joseph was questioned concerning Pharaoh's dreams, he said only one could interpret that. Who was the one? Was that Daniel? Okay, so I want you to be higher-minded than Daniel. When 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 Joseph had was telling Pharaoh about the dream, there was only one entity that could give him the real answer to the dream. Who would that entity be? Well, I don't know the answer. Okay, that's right. Here's what I want you to think. Who knows everything there is about everything? Who knows everything? God knows everything about yes, everything. That's it. And he's the one that can interpret dreams. He's the one that Joseph was making reference to that said, only one can interpret your dream, and that would be God. Amen. Isn't that great? Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. It's still a great job. Wonderful to have you call. Never hesitate to call. Yeah, I listen to you all the time. Sometimes I don't know the answers, and uh, this one I kind of gave it a shot. You know what? You have a a blessed day and a safe trip home. Thank you so much, and God bless you. And always give it a shot. We'll always get you there. Thanks, David. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. All right, great job. See, that's the thing. You don't, and some people, you don't always, and why? I'll tell you exactly why. Some people will know the answer, and they get on the radio, and they go, ooh. It's because it does. It happens to students. Other people get on the radio, and it's like, it's time for me to sing. It's like, it's, people are weird, you know? That's how it goes. I had a uh, person I did an interview. I think I told you this before, but he is a pastor. He spoke before thousands and thousands and thousands of people in his entire life. He got up on the radio, and he got all tongue-tied and got all uh, frustrated. I thought he was going to, like, you know, I thought we were going to do a 911 call. It was pretty scary. So that happens. But that's, I'm just saying, no big deal. Call in. We'll, we'll get through it. We'll do it together. All right. Here's the thing I want to say. <clears throat> this is actually, I only had one major verse that I wanted to do, and we only did 1 Peter 5, 8 the entire show. But here's the, the, the verse part that I want you to get that I don't want you to miss. Another thing that I pray, I pray this every day. You think you pray this every day? Every single day because of how bad at, at this I am. That's why. James 4, 7. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. There's three things in that verse, and I've never forgot. I've been praying this verse for years and years and years. Submit yourself, therefore, to God means to surrender. It doesn't mean that you're going to— um, I, 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 I want you to understand. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be perfect. So that's not what I'm trying to communicate. Start with the surrender. Start with the with start the day with. You know what? I am nothing. I have nothing. I'm yours. Let's go. Start with that. You think that 
that's silly. It's not silly because when you surrender to God, the power of God is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Jesus lives in you by faith. Your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And when you surrender to God, then the enemy comes against you. That's different. And the reason it's different is not because of you, because you against Satan himself. Uh, I know they did the wonderful movie, uh, The Devil and Daniel Webster or whatever that thing was. Hey, that's cute. It's a movie. It ain't real. Here's what's real. When we surrender to God, when we are surrendered and submitted to him, and I know people hate that word. I hate that word submit. Too bad. Surrender to God so that the power of God is in you, so that the word of God is in you, so that Jesus is in your heart by faith. The Holy Spirit is in you because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Then the devil comes against you. That's what enables you to stand against the devil. That's what makes the devil flee. You don't make the devil flee, even if, you, even if, you, uh, if you're pretty or if you're ugly. It doesn't, doesn't even matter. None of that matters. It's the power of God residing in you that makes the devil hit the road. And the only way for that to be active in an ongoing relationship with the Lord is for us to be surrendered to the Lord. And the reality check for all of us is the more surrendered, the more of him is in us, the more we are aware that he's in us, and the more of his power abiding in us, and the greater the ability when the enemy comes to push the enemy back. I've got news for you. The enemy is going to attack. In fact, even in that picture, passage, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. It's telling you, even if you submit to God, you're going to have to resist. You're going to have to resist the devil. That's coming. That confrontation with Satan is real, and it comes to every believer. But the way that you go about it and the way that I go about it is that we surrender to God so that there's more of God in us, and then the resisting part becomes more effective. If you try and resist Satan in your pride, he already has you. That's See, that's the tricky part. I'll stand against Satan. Yeah, you already is. You already blew it. Surrender to God so the power of God is active so that the so, so that the the submission part that you're in the surrender to God, his power's flowing through you, the Holy Spirit's in you, Jesus is in your heart by faith, and then when the enemy comes against you, he finds that you're like a brick wall. It's like, there you go. That's the wisdom of it all. That's what we're supposed to be functioning. He's going to try and throw fear at you and th- make things, you know, you know, go up and down and, you know, change the wind, change the air, throw a storm in this direction, do whatever he can. He throws darts, right? We're supposed to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. He's throwing darts. You ever feel like you got hit by a dart? You probably did. It's just a spiritual dart. Shield of faith to quench those fiery ear- arrows, right? The fiery, so you think of a, a little dart that's on fire and it's coming right at you, it's coming at you, and you pick up the shield of faith, which is like a shield but made of water, and then it comes and it extinguishes the dart. Like, there, that's what you do. But you can only do all of that when you're surrendered to God. It does lead a lot of wisdom into 
putting on the armor of God every day. I mean, that's just, okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> right? I mean, how could you not think that? I think that. We know that we need to do that. So be alert and have a sober mind. The enemy, the devil, your enemy, the devil, your enemy. Hey, you got a personal enemy. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, which includes you. Submit yourself, therefore, to God, James 4, 7. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Oh. So we do all this stuff through God. Yes. Then we don't have to try and do it on our own, which wouldn't work anyway. That's where we can trust and rely on God. Amen? Amen. All right. You have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the jail. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.